0: Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy. But we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. Hi, everyone. Today's podcast is the do's and don'ts of potty training, and this one is a solo podcast with me. Potty training is always an adventure. Potty training cannot possibly begin the month you want your child to use the potty. It's a developmental process that begins around 18 months as your child first begins to notice that there's pee and poop in their diapers. It's true that some children potty train in a day or a weekend, but that only happens when the child has all the readiness skills and has been exposed to the significant pieces of the potty puzzle long in advance. If you go back to episode number 14, you'll hear three great stories with easy to potty and resistant to potty kids, because each child and each parent has their own potty process. But today, I'll do my best to give you the overall potty perspective based on all of the thousands of stories that I've been hearing. So let's start with readiness and setting the stage. At 18 months, start with a natural immersion in a positive potty environment. Let your child see others use the potty. Talk about pee and poop when changing a diaper, and add a few potty books to your child's library. Let your child experience the potty routine without any expectations, using toilet paper, sitting on potty seats, flushing noisy toilets, feeling wet, and maybe getting naked without the comfort of a cushy, absorbent diaper. So your child will then move from the positive potty environment to wanting to be a successful potty goer in her or his own time. Research clearly shows you cannot rush this progress. It's your child's timetable. It's your child's clock. Some children take months. Some are going to take longer than you think is reasonable. When parents try to over-control the potty process, children often resist and rebel. And that's when it gets crazy. Children are successful though when adults prepare them for the skills needed for pottying. Let's look at those skills. We can get it down to four almost simple things tied to four different areas of development. The cognitive, the verbal, the physical, and the emotional. So the first one children must understand the feeling in their body of needing to potty. That understanding is cognitive, and parents are there to help children read their bodies, to notice that gotta go feeling, to notice the signs, and to help the timing of the potties breaks, the potty stops. So we're almost potty partners saying, oh, I see you're going pee. I see you think a poop is coming. Hmm, helping children read their bodies with a kind of potty body literacy. Second, children must be able to communicate the need to go potty. We're not just playing catch. See the behavior, see the signs, and rush your child to the potty. That might be a, a temporary part of the process, but eventually, children have to read those signs, communicate in sequence. I need to potty. Parents often lead this communication in the beginning, modeling the language and the problem-solving involved in getting to a potty on time. I need to stop playing. I need to hold it in. I need to wait. I need to build in time, patience, patience and a little bit of self-management. But while all that is taking place, children are learning to be great communicators, and we're learning to be great listeners. Now, all the great communication in the world isn't going to make it all fall into place until a child is able to physically hold their pee or poop long enough to get to the potty. So that's the physical component. And you really can't imagine the potty learning process being successful until you know your child can stay dry. And whether that's sort of an intuitive, I'm holding it, or it's a child that's that's deliberately managing their bodies intellectually, somehow they have to be able to hold it. Parents can coach their children by reminding them to quick run to the bathroom, or to hold it, that you'll be able to go as soon as we get to the store. The bathroom is the first place we'll stop. But whatever happens, there has to be this muscle control, and your child is very aware that they're making a choice of where to put the pee or the poop. And now the last one, and I don't know if it's the biggest But it's also critical, and it's also the one that coincides with a lot of potty drama and challenges, and that is the emotional interest. Your child has to be interested in making pottying a priority. Potty going is fun when a child first discovers the potty. Your child has to care to keep that potty routine going. All children want to grow if they know they'll be successful. But potty learning also coincides with a time in children's lives, mostly two and a half to three and a half, when they're very independent, when they want to be the ones in control, when there's a little bit of oppositional my way stuff. And so what happens is they're being torn emotionally between wanting to be successful, wanting to do what you want them to do, but also this huge resistance that says, no, 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 I own this experience in a different way and I showed you I could do it. That's good enough. Now I'd rather just play. So in reality, parents are potty partners helping these readiness features come together into a successful potty routine until that wonderful day when your child is taking responsibility over their own body and their own actions. You can't do this for them. It's coming from within them, their way, their timetable, and their own terms. So now I have it written up with seven do's for potty training and three big don'ts for potty training. Let's go to the do's. Do number one. Start early but with no specific potty expectations until your child shows an interest and the ability. This is really just laying the groundwork with the positive potty environment and and observing your child to see how they respond and how those puzzle pieces are fitting together for them. Number two, be clear and positive about the goal. One day we're going to say goodbye to diapers. Hello, underwear. You believe in it. You know that it's possible but it's not yours to choose how and when. You are there to support them, you're there to guide, to teach, and to hold the goal so that the frustration, the mistakes, the accidents, the emotional pieces don't derail everything because your child is also learning how to handle those emotions, so you are the emotional role model. Number three, give playful practice opportunities. If you're a little bit too serious about this, if you approach with an agenda, then your child has the opportunity to express that resistance and that opposition that is so important to defining themselves as a person, which is developmentally critical at this stage, but it's also what makes power struggles very part and parcel with the dance of potty learning. So how do you make it playful? When you're in the bathroom, before a bath, especially if you see a dry diaper. Let your child explore the potty routine in playful ways. Sitting on a potty chair with their clothes on, sitting the doll on a potty, listening for pee or poop sounds, telling silly stories, and singing silly potty songs. And I promise you, there are millions of them. Well, there's at least dozens. And I'll give you the book reference to find them all later. Number four, Evaluate readiness after two years. As your child is coming past that second birthday, there are some pieces of the potty puzzle that will be in place, though not necessarily all of them. Some children have limited success before two, and most children don't want permanent responsibility before two years of age. It just gets too overwhelming. But after two, you can start to see which pieces of the developmental puzzle are in place and where your child may need more information or more experience. Now again, you can't create an emotional desire if there isn't one, and you can't create the physical. But what you can say is, you know, Your muscles decide whether the pee or poop comes in or out. I'm also a big fan of your child talking to his body. That, hey, poop, hey, pee, are you still in there? Did you all come out? I like the idea of your child gaining the power over his body, over himself, over his actions. Then the potty power is in the right place. Number five, try naked potty practice time disposable diapers limit children's understanding of the potty process because they are always dry and comfortable give your child time to feel her body working and experience intermittent potty success feel that little bit of drip oh i don't know if i like that Uh, what's happening it's really an exploration of bodies and of science. So those are wonderful experiences for your child. You can do it in the summer. You can do it after bath, before bath. You can make sure that your child knows that their body is something that they manage. Number six, prepare for accidents and fears. Once your child is in underwear, there are still lots of factors that sabotage potty success. Strange toilets, changes in routines, new distractions, that oppositional stage, or blips, like new siblings or a new school. Think of this as a skill-building mastery process. It's always this potty training shuffle, three steps forwards, two steps back. But I promise you, you're still always moving forward with those little learning moments in between. And last, on the potty training do's list, number seven, treat nighttime potty training separately from daytime. The ability to hold it all night or to wake up and make a bathroom run often takes additional maturity. Be sure to limit those liquids two hours before bedtime if you want your child to have the best chance of holding it through the night. Okay, I know that was a lot of information, and you are not alone in being overwhelmed by the prospects of potty training, but it's truly a lot easier and more natural than you think at this moment in time. There are, however, some things that get in the way of potty success that absolutely steer you off course and make you want to, like, cry every day. So here's number one for the don'ts of potty training. Don't let your frustration get in the way. Potty training can get very emotional. It seems simple, it seems clear, it seems obvious, but you have to be able to express emotions calmly. Children can't learn when parents are emotional. They're only focusing on your emotions, and then you end up being in the hurricane, in the quicksand, in the storm with your child, rather than being that calm point outside of their stress. So recognize your frustrations, manage them with your friends, with a great listener, with a great run, something that will help you process your frustration in a really grown-up kind of way, separate from bringing it back to your child. Number two, avoid power struggles at all costs. It's so natural that potty struggles seem to creep in to the best potty learning adventures. And that's because developmentally, your child needs to do this his way. It's your child's responsibility to manage her own body. It's your child's power in this. And so what happens is sometimes when you want to make it go faster or when you're feeling the stress of other people's judgments or pressure on you, you try to make this your way and you can't. So do your best to not let it get to be your way versus your child's way. It's your child's way with you as the guide, the teacher, the the catcher, you're the person that is there as the positive potty partner, keeping forward movement, regardless of those back steps, keeping hold of the goal and knowing that eventually it's all going to work out. So just do your best to step back the second you feel the power struggle, the push in the pool, the the you on a hook, the your child's resistance, just say, and when in doubt, just say, wait a second, you know what? We're going to take a break here. We're going to take a minute. Uh, we'll try again later. Just take those three steps backwards so that you can begin again with some calm. Okay. Number three, do not change your potty plan in desperation. What happens is when you get frustrated or when you get desperate, then you think, oh, let's do the naked time. Oh, let's throw this, these diapers away. Let's threaten. Let's bribe. Let's go to the M&Ms. Let's try a million other things that have worked for other people. There's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of ways to get from point A to point B, but you need to stay as clear and as consistent as you can so your child knows you believe in your child, that your child knows that you believe in what you're teaching, and that you, above all, trust that success will come. Frantic just leads to more frantic and can often just create emotional drama around it. So final tip, most of all, try to keep your sense of humor. Try to keep your confidence that yes, this is going to work out. My child wants to potty learn, wants to manage his body, wants to eventually say goodbye to diapers. But on your child's time clock. I promise you though, your child will not wear diapers to college, guaranteed. So anyways, have a great day. Happy potty learning. (sighs) We're all here for you. This article will be posted at familytimeinc.com under the article section, and it'll be listed as the do's and don'ts of potty training. We have the potty training book. We have the potty training answer book with hundreds of answers to how to customize this process for your temperament, for your child's temperament, for your lifestyle, for your current situation. It's all about finding the plan and the process that works for you in the here and now. And it's even true that what worked for your first child won't work for your second child. So I'm here to help you. I'm here for, to help create that private coaching experience for you should you need it. But you've got the book, you've got the articles, and you are so not alone. Congratulations. You've got this. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I love that you're listening. I love being a part of this journey with you. And I'll catch you next week when I'll be back at the square table with three parents talking about the challenges of living with children who are both smart and sensitive. It's going to be a good one. See you next week.